you've walked through some some challenge both personally professionally um stuff that you've had to overcome so here i am trying to rebuild my life from literally ashes you know god is real regardless of what people think and the power of prayer and forgiveness is real regardless of what people think and it, right before i stepped on stage with 70 other guys did i drop down to my knees and i and, and i just forgave everybody Internally, there's a lot of things that, that I hadn't dealt with and that I needed to deal, deal with. It had given me a, a, a posture of gratitude because it's like failure teaches you so much that success will never teach you. Hey, welcome back to Burn the Ships, the podcast for dreamers who want to live more courageously. My name is Jordan Nations, and I cannot wait for you to hear from my friend Philip Blow today. Phil is one of the most interesting people I have ever met. He is a partner at a tech firm. He's a bodybuilder, a fitness coach. The guy does so much, and he has this joy about him that is so admirable. But he's also got this life that is full of hardship and challenge that he has overcome to get where he's at today. We talk about all of that and more. You do not want to miss it, so listen close, and I think you'll be as inspired as I am. As always, if you're enjoying Burn the Ships, make sure to share this with a friend. If it can be helpful for them, we want them to hear it. It's the only way that this podcast is going to grow. need your help. Here we go. This is Phil Blow. All right. Welcome back to Burn the Ships, our first episode in a very long time uh, with my man, Philip Blow. Phil, how are you doing? Man, I'm doing pretty good. Great to be on here with you. Yeah. It is great to see you. Uh, we're going to have an awesome conversation. We were literally just talking about um, some of the stuff that we are going to talk about. But for people that don't know you, give us a quick little quick little insight into who Phil is um, because they need to know. All right. Well, I'm, I'm going to be short and brief. Um, okay. Partner of a tech company. Um, I do coaching. Uh, so like when it comes to life and health and fitness, um, as well as uh, I'm a father. So I think that's, that's my pride right there that yeah. I have some perspective when it comes to life. And you just, I think you just took your daughter to Puerto Rico. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Just, just came back. That's so fun. How was it? <laughs> Dude, it was great. Had a blast. You know, when, when you go on vacations like that, the, the idea is to have fun and I wanted to have fun. She turned 13. So I took her for her 13th birthday and I wanted to build a, a better relationship with her. And so we had fun. And I think the highlight, which made the trip, trip awesome, was we got into this, this little like, like jab or debate. And, and she really pissed me off. <laughs> <laughs> and I had an opportunity to create an environment for her to continue to have a conversation and to, to build moving forward. Or I could have just been a parent and just be like, you know, shut the whole thing down. And I think that was the most challenging moment and probably the most defining moment of that trip, which made it amazing because, it, it, you know, that moment right there was like, I was like, this is why I spent the money and took her on this trip. It wasn't for the fun. It wasn't for like parasailing, ATVs. You're, you're gonna have fun anywhere you go. You know, when you take a kid somewhere or you go on vacation, but it was that bonding moment and making the right decision in that moment instead of just going off for emotions. And that was, that to me was like the highlight. I was like, this is what it's for. I mean, but it took a lot of, uh, it took a lot of uh, 
of me killing my ego. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure when you just like know the right answer, you just want to say it. You're just like, no, no more of this debate here. Yeah, it it it, it was funny because we were we we're, we're in this restaurant, and so Puerto Rico closes at at midnight. They had a curfew. Uh, they stopped serving food at 11. So you had to, like, if you're, you're going to be up late, you had to, like, buy your food before 11 o'clock. And so for the, la- the two nights prior to that, we had missed the window. <laughs> I went to bed hungry, and I was like, this is not happening. So I spent, like, $60 at this restaurant and just, just making sure we had food, like, stockpiles of food. Um, and we were having a conversation, uh, and it was, like, jabs back and forth, you know, <laughs> And it was a final blow that she took that was it was it was awesome, but it was it was a moment that I had to capitalize on. Um, so me and her mom aren't together. Like we separated years ago, divorced a whole nine. And um, so she said something. It was like it it hit me hard. She was just like, I don't care who you date, or and I don't care about your money. And dude, like if your mm. child says that to you and you just spent thousands of dollars on a trip, you plan a, a bunch of stuff that costs like thousands of dollars and you just spent 60 bucks on, on, on food so they could have a great job. And that right there, it like, that cut me deep, you know? And as a parent, I just, at that moment, I was just like, you know what? I can be like the traditional parent or, or, or my parents, you know, in their era. I can be like, you know what? I'm taking your phone. Like, you know, like everything that I've done for you, this, that, third, I could have, I could have fussed at her or what have you. But in that moment, I was just like, she feels some kind of, kind of hurt, you know, for her to say something like that. And I was just like, I want, I want to have a conversation, you know, but it took me like a couple of hours. I went to the gym, worked out a little bit, got some of my frustration out, <laughs> sat down and talked to, to her. And it was one of the most amazing conversation. Initially, she was just like, oh, it was nothing. You know, she tried to dismiss it. I was like, no. And I, you know, it, it put me in a state when I was a child, I always wanted to have a conversation with my parents, you know, without them getting upset. You know, a challenging conversation at that. And so her thing was, you know, she, she, re- she felt like me being in relationships took time away from her. Right. And, and so I don't know if you know, I don't think, I don't think we talked about this, but um, the beginning of last year, I did um, six months of no sex, no dating, which is, has continued its cycle. Um, that's why I shaved my head. So I don't know if you remember. No, I didn't know that. First, yeah. yeah. So when I, when, I, when I, I think when we first met, I had a ball head and I had a beard. So, yeah. yeah, that's true. That's that true. was, yeah. That would that the shaved head was like a physical reminder of the vow that I made, right? Um, and so I spent that time just like self-developing. And within that time period, it's just like you 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 you're not blaming anybody, you're being honest with yourself, you know, you're working on things that you need to work on. And so at, at that moment when she said something to me like that, I was just like instead of me reacting normal, like, you know, any other human being, you hurt my feelings, I'm going to hurt yours. I'm the parent. I have the last say so. You know, I can do whatever. Yeah. And you're the kid. You know, <laughs> I was just like, I'm going to respect her as an individual. You know, the fact that she lashed out 
And she said what she said, and I respect it because she was speaking her mind. And that's something that I've always encouraged with you with the kids, like for them to have their independent thought process and to speak their mind. And the fact she did that, I respected that, although it was at my expense. <laughs> and so I was like, you know what? Let me let let me like suppress this this ego and not like be emotional and let me try to cultivate a long-term relationship you know by trying to find the root cause of that um, and that was very humbling very humbling but in that moment I was just like this is the reason why we took this trip to Puerto Rico so I could have spent all the money in the world for that trip and that moment was priceless you know really like it was it was worth the entire trip yeah that's so because it, it's that's so funny to me, man, because uh, that could have been like the lowest moment of the whole trip. Like that could have been. All right, we're going home. That my, that my parents have been like, I'm, I'll book you a flight tomorrow and I'll stay here and have a great time. And you you will uh, you'll go home to your grandparents or something like that. <laughs> you know, that or I would have just gotten smacked one or the other. But uh, yeah, the fact that you took this moment and you were like, no, there's something going on behind the surface, under the surface. And instead of blowing up back or, or what, what have you, like you were saying, you turned into this sweet moment with your daughter. Uh, and by the way, a 13 year old girl, that sounds about the, the scariest travel partner I've ever heard of in my life. <laughs> <laughs> I got to tell you about that. This is the funniest thing. What I realized in, in that, it, like, like going, to, going on that trip with my 13 year old daughter, whether, whether you're like with an older woman or, or, or a kid, they're all women, you know, <laughs> she wanted her nails done, her hair done. She wanted to go out to eat. I was just like, I was the bag boy basically. <laughs> so, and then on top of that, it's, it's crazy. Cause it's like the, 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 in the group of, 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 of college students that, I, that me and Mark lead, um, on Tuesday nights, this conversation came up um, probably about three weeks ago, and I brought that up. So I've, I've been seeing my therapist for probably about three years. In the course of those three years, it was all about relationship. You know, I was trying to like be the better person for a relationship. Um, you know, emotional intelligence. You know, listening. You know. Um, you know, hearing the emotion, the whole nine, you name it. So over the course of three years, I'm working to be a better person in a relationship, you know? Who knew that all that work would be so I can be the best father to my 13-year-old daughter, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Because yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm a guy. I have no idea how to raise a 13-year-old girl. But here I am in the moment, you know, having done all that work, in that moment, I was able to use all that work and self-development in that moment to, to become closer to her. And I, I was like, that was priceless. That was amazing, you know, to, to see how like the work that you can do by working on yourself, how it applies to some situations that you do, don't even think that it would apply to, you know? Yeah. Well, man, uh, maybe we need to start a parenting podcast. Cause that, <laughs> I, I had no idea. We were, I didn't know we were going here. And we went here, but it's so good. And it's already an example of courage. One of the reasons that I'm excited to have you here because, I, I, man, we were we met whenever we met. It wasn't too long ago, um, kind of randomly. And you came up to me and you gave me your number. So let's get coffee sometime. And I was like, okay, great. Um, talk to this guy. And we we did. Um, 
twice, once, twice. Yeah, twice. Maybe twice. We had coffee twice. Yeah. And it's so funny because you you definitely have people can already pick up on it. They can see it if it's on video. Um, that you have this like joyful personality about you. You're so um, up and happy, and you're also by a lot of measures, whether you'd say it or not, I think you're very successful in a lot of ways, right? Like you, you are a partner at a tech firm and you are a coach and you're coaching some really cool people and you have the Instagram thing and you have um, been at the top of the bodybuilding, you know, world and um, your muscles are 17 times bigger than mine. <laughs> <laughs> I feel small right now. I don't know. <laughs> no, dude. Give everyone for the people on audio. Give us the numbers. You're you're how how tall and how much muscle are we packing in there? I'm six two and I'm two hundred and sixty pounds at the moment. <laughs> you <laughs> you and I are the same exact height. <laughs> you have about eighty pounds on me in muscle. <laughs> it is. I love that. That's funny. I feel like a shrimp. Um, <laughs> I told, this is a side note. I told, uh, you know, you know, Charlie Sikiak. Yeah. Yeah. Charlie, you know, he's, he's buff and he posted a picture the other day and I texted him. He was just like looking ripped in the photo. And I texted him. I was like, dude, you're looking hot right here. Can you get me like 50% of that? I was like, I don't want, I don't want the full thing that you guys have going to the gym all the time. I just want like, I want like to be kind of, kind of fit you know not not all the way because the dedication is unreal that you guys yeah. uh put into it charlie always dressed to the nine that dude is that's <laughs> he's got a whole he, he, I'm, but phenomenal physique and then a great wardrobe he really matches <laughs> it together anyway what i was saying is you have all this outward stuff that looks awesome and it's so cool and and really um you just feel it when you walk in a room your presence and then we sat down uh, this last time for coffee and you kind of walked through some of your life and, you know, go wherever you want with this, but you've walked through some real challenge and you have come out on the other side in a lot of ways now, but you've walked through some, some challenge, both personally, professionally, um, stuff that you've had to overcome. And, uh, there was a different season of your life, I guess, probably like eight, nine years ago, maybe if I had my timeline right, where it looked on the outside, like things are really successful as well. And they, yeah. they kind of fell apart. So we walk us through a little bit of some of the challenge that you've had to overcome to get to this point where you're at today. Man, it, it, it has been <laughs> by far a journey. I, yeah. I, I'm going to say that it's been a journey. And I think the most important part of that journey wasn't necessarily like the wins and losses outwardly, but me realizing like, regardless of what I accomplished, you know, with my own strength, internally, there's a lot of things that, that I hadn't dealt with and that I needed to deal, deal with. For instance, like going back, I remember after like when in the 2014, like and being in like the cover of Muscle and Fitness magazine, which was awesome in the eyes of a lot of people. But I came home and sat in the dark alone by myself, right? Mm. And after that, it was just a sense of just emptiness. And I was just like looking at like, you know, I applied a lot of energy into like, you know, getting physically, getting that physical shape for that competition. 
Um, and going back before that, like the whole point was like, you know, was, you know, high blood pressure um, and, and heart issues, um, which turned into like this whole physical fitness um, and accomplishment, you know, that, that was amazing. But also I put so much energy into that and sitting in, in, in that dark room and, and I was just like, why aren't I happy? Yeah. And then I started to, I I remember, um, I think it was Fred Smith, good friend of mine. I was talking to him and I told him, I was like, dude, I'm I'm about to do something. uh, And I need your help. I need an accountability partner. I was just like, there's a a lot of things that I feel like that I need to improve on. And I wrote a list of everything I sucked at. (laughs) It was a long (laughs) list. (laughs) A sec list. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It was a long list. And dude, when when I tell you like committing 30 days, you know, at a time to each thing on that list to improve was a challenge, Um, you know, and just to go back to, to like the, the things that I dealt with that, that put me in that dark place was like, you know, um, my my dad's a pastor him and my mom been married for years and to be in a relationship and it did not work dude that is like the worst feeling in the world you know Mm. um because it's like everything is built around that relationship you know when you when you have a wife and then you have kids and you have friends you have family you have everybody you know they, they buy into that unit right when that unit lo- no longer exists, people take sides, you know? Um, and then you feel alone, you feel cast out. Um, and you, on top of that, like our firstborn had passed away. And that was really hard for me because I'm, I'm you know, I like to keep things upbeat. And, I, and I, at the time I didn't deal with reality uh, that well. Um, and that was a harsh reality, but there was a lot of beautiful things in, the, in those moments and, le- and lessons that I learned over time um but just like having that relationship and you know feeling like a failure in that regard you know because that's a a lifelong commitment it didn't work and here you are you know you're you're the single guy you know all your friends are still married they don't want to be friends with you because it's like you know the wife's like oh he's not with her maybe you'll get an idea and you'll leave me you know so everybody has all these scenarios and, and, and thought processes and so you're alone um and, and we, we, you know, if you know anything about divorce or separation, um, it is not a great moment between two people at that time, you know, um, regardless of how great it started in that moment of two people, you know, getting to that point of where they decide to, to separate. I mean, dude, that was super destructive, you know, to the point where um, I think we talked about this to the point where. I was um, um, living with, with a buddy of mine and went over to visit the kids and she had me arrested, dude. I had never been in jail a day in my life, you know? And a lot of my friends was like, never talk about this, you know? And I was like, I, I try to push it under the rug and act like it never happened. But recently I was like, this is a part of my life, you know? This is a part of my life and everything happens for a reason, you know? to be in a system with people that some deserve to be there, some don't, you know, 
Um, but to be in that position, man, that was like, that was life-changing. So you have like, you know, the, the, the death of my daughter, you have, um, the, the separation, which led to divorce and then, then incarceration, which was crazy, man. Like, um, so I didn't get to see my kids for about, um, it was like a year, three, three, almost three years. Um, and I still have the sheet of paper, uh, when the charge was dropped and everything, <laughs> And uh, so I was like, I got to keep this and frame this um, because that was one of the darkest moments, if not, you know, with, with, with the respects of my, my daughter, that was probably one of the darkest moments, you know, um, you know, just being like incarcerated. Like, dude, I had no idea how that was supposed to work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Uh, Yes. There's no how to. No one teaches you in school yeah. what to do when you go to jail. That's like, <laughs> yeah, man. I was like, dude, I, I literally. So, like, in, but so like, I, I was cuffed. I was like, oh, this is embarrassing. Mom, mom, mom doesn't need to know this. Of course, mom found out. And like, you know. <laughs> and then so, I, 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 they, they take me to the holding cell. I don't even know how the, the language. But <laughs> make a long story short, they take me to the holding cell. And I had all my meals at the house and I, I didn't know like you couldn't get your food. And I asked the officer, I was like, dude, can you take me by the house? Like all my food's there. I'm kind of hungry. I'm prepping for a show. And While you're inside like, the cell. Yeah, in, inside the, like, no, he, I was in the cop car. He's taking from like the holding cell to like, I guess like the the, uh, the jail or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and he was just like, he was like, I can't do that. I was like, I had no idea how that was supposed to work. Even when I got to, to jail, I was still dedicated to like my goal. <laughs> and I was trying to order food and they were like, no, you can't do that. You can't Uber you Eats? <laughs> yeah, no Uber Uber eats in there? Dude, you can't Uber Eats. And then, <laughs> and then they instruct you to, to, to like take a dump in the room with like 10 other people. And I was like, man, this is barbaric. Um, and so I got a little inside of that, that system. And my heart goes out to people that don't have a way out of that that mm -hmm. that situation because that 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 is not where you want to be. But that right there, dude, it took forever to like forgive and move past that man because it's like you know I spent my entire life quote unquote doing the right thing, you know, and making sure like I was a respectable citizen, you know, and then here you have somebody get upset with you and be like, oh, he hit me. And then you get arrested. You know, now your name is tarnished. So here I am trying to rebuild my life from literally ashes. You know, I literally lost everything. I couldn't see the kids, uh, lost the house, lost the car, not physically lost it. She had, she got everything, yeah. you know? And so I was sleeping in my car for about six months. And that's when just like, you know, I kind of embraced the, the bodybuilding world because that was just, you know, it was just so much negative energy and I just like needed, needed some kind of outlet. Um, and I think we talked about this at that time is when I decided to do, um, the show in turn pro. I mean, what else was I going to do? You know, Phil, if I, <laughs> now what else is I going to do is a deceptive sense. If I was living in yeah, my car yeah. after all that, I would not have started pumping iron. That would not have been my outlet. <laughs> I would not have tried to get my muscles <laughs> to be like way bodybuilder status. So I just, this is, I say that as joking, but also because this is a testament to, I think how you kind of process the world and how you um, take challenges like this is to turn them into something way better. So sorry to interrupt, but 
Yeah, no, no. I, that, I would have, I would have taken that much worse. <laughs> yeah, dude, it was it was a very dark time, very very dark time, man. Because it's like you know, as a as a male, you know, and my father's like like all a hundred percent alpha male, you know, pull yourself up by your own bootstraps, you know, be a man, you know, like lead the whole nine. And so at that moment, you know, you feel like a failure in every aspect of the word, you know, the relationship didn't work out, you know, um, can't see your kids. Uh, you're, you're, you're sleeping in your car, you know, for God's sakes. And, you know, and you're trying to define your future with something lingering over your head, you know, you like the charges weren't dropped at the time, you know, and here I am like, dude, all my money was going to, to, to lawyer fees. Um, and so I had this thing where like, you know, when my daughter passed, I was just taking negative, turning into a positive. And so the, all that negative energy, that's why I went to the gym and start, start lifting. Dude, I would go to church every Sunday, you know, I would work out, take a shower in the gym, <laughs> change clothes, you know, jump back in the car and go to church. Dude, I, there are moments, many moments that I would go to church and during the entire sermon, I would just be crying because I didn't know what to do with my life. You know, um, everything that I knew, everything that, you know, that I thought, you know, would work out wasn't working out, you know, so th that was a very challenging moment. And you talk about like having no direction, not knowing which direction to go, you know, or, or, or which road to take or which route to take. Do you do you go backwards? Do you move forward? Do you just like cut your losses or do you, you try to make amends, you know, so much damage, you know, in, 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 in both directions. It's just like, you know, you, you go back and it's just like, it's, it's chaos. You move forward. People talk about you. It's just like, I was in such a very chaotic moment in my life and, and with no one, you know, at that time, it's just me and God and the weights, you know, literally. Um, and it, it was, the moment on the, the the trip to 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 Pittsburgh, to to the competition before turning pro, it was just like, dude, I was struggling with like forgiving, you know, everyone that was involved, you know, the like like my my neighbors, all of that, you know. And I think I told you this story, and, and I, I I I don't share this enough because it's like, you know, God is real regardless of what people think, you know. Um, and the power of prayer and forgiveness is real, regardless of what people think, you know, and I got to that show. I was tired. I hadn't slept in a real bed in a long time. I had a hotel room. I was like, I just want to stay here, you know? Um, and so the, 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 the day of that show, I'm in the lineup and that backstage experience that whole time I'm wrestling with God, you know, that whole time, you know? And, and it's just like, basically, he's asking me to telling me to forgive all these people that have done me wrong. And I was just like, no way. I'm the one that's suffering. I, I'm the one that like having to create something out of nothing. I'm the one that's working really hard. I'm the one that's sleeping in my car. Heck, when I left Pittsburgh, I left 
in a plane and then slept in a car, you know? You're just happy um, to so, be in a hotel bed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so, oh, so I'm backstage going back and forth and I'm just like having this physical fight in my head. You know, I did all the work to be there for that show. But, you know, it, it was one of those moments where it's just like, if, if you don't forgive them, like, you're not going to turn pro. It's just not going to happen, you know? Mind you, these, these, these six months, it was longer than that. But the, the, the time that I'm, like, putting the energy into building this physique in order to step on the stage, that was a lot of time and energy, you know? And it, right before I stepped on stage with 70 other guys, Dude, I dropped down to my knees and I and and I just forgave everybody. You know, the most humbling thing I've ever done. And one of the things that I'm just like battled because I didn't feel like it was necessary. You know, I felt like they should have like <laughs> apologized yeah. to me. You know, yeah. my life was in wreck. I mean, like everybody was good. Like they got everything, I got nothing. You know, and so so here I am. Um, you know, with a bunch of guys dropped down on my knees. I don't know what they thought I was doing, but I, and these are I big like, guys. I mean, these are yeah, all bodybuilders. Are, that you're everybody's around. freaking jacked, man. You know? They're oiled up. Uh, They're looking mean. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so, like, I'm like, Ashley's giving us, and then we all walk out on stage. So there's two rows. I'm in the back row of guys. So the judges are are, are, are picking their people, you know. And the dude in front of me, they they picked him. He walked out. And so this first call outs is like when they call, you know, the people that they, that they want to see win, you know, your top off. So they, they, that's the first call out. And so the guy moved and I stepped out before the guys bridged the gap, you know, from this, this empty space. And the judge was like, Oh, 24, whatever my number was, I forget. And called me up and I ended up winning the entire show. No you know? way, dude. Yeah. No I won way. The entire show. Well, yeah, I won my pre- dude, I am like crying. People probably think I was like having a victory cry. Yeah. <laughs> it was a whole other thing going on. And you were backstage on your knees minutes before that. Yeah, minutes before. And oh and and here I am battling for first place when the when the show and I'm crying, you know, because I'm like at that moment, as crazy as this sounds, you know, you know, God shows himself to people in so many different ways, you know? And so that was my moment to be like, man, like all that work that I physically done would have been all for nothing, you know, had I not like sit there and asked, like forgave all these people that had done me wrong. And it wasn't necessarily to win that show. It was to move forward in life, you know? And from there, it, you know, like it, it, my situation didn't change. You know how people like magically like your situation yeah. didn't change. Uh, then you had a million you know, dollars so, the next yeah, day. Yeah, and you, yeah. <laughs> you're living in the mansion. <laughs> no check came. I mean, situations like I went back to the car, you know, and continue to work. And dude, from there, built two companies that generated over six from my car, from my car. And, and so, and so like, like it, it was a hard road, but I would say like forever grateful, but moving forward to, to, to now with all the mayhem and it hasn't been a bed of roses, man. It has not. Um, even, even now, you know, you you're in life, you're going to face challenges, but with everything that I've, that I've been through, it, it has given me a reason to be grateful and to treat the next person, you know, um, fair because at the end of the day it's just like 
we only have one life to live and you never know what battle somebody's going through. You know, people probably, when I pulled up to the grocery store <laughs> to get groceries, people probably had no idea. Like that dude's going to sleep there tonight. You know what I mean? Wow. Like, yeah. In, in totally. the car. No one had, a, no one had the, that idea. How would they know? You know? So you never know what anybody's going through. And so that right there, it's, it's like this journey has put me in a position to see the guy that's on the street that's a version of me, you know, I'm going to show that guy respect, uh, you know, the, the person that, that, you know, that that's been incarcerated, like wrongfully or rightfully to have compassion on that person, you know, in any position in life, it, it has given me a, a, a posture of gratitude because it's like, I could have stayed at any one of those locations, you know, I could have like, that could have been my life. I could have been like, Oh, from there, Oh, that situation happened. I'm bitter, become a repeat offender. Or I sleep in the car and then just like, you know what? I just lose my will to, to, to move forward. Now I'm a homeless person. You know, any of those situations could have been my permanent resting place, you know? Um, and, and so it's like, I'm grateful, you know, for the life that I've lived because it, it has given me a heart toward humanity and toward people, you know? Um, so it's it's like, dude, it's been a, it's been a, a a crazy journey, and to and to think about coming becoming partner of the tech company, uh, did I even tell you that story? I don't I don't know if you did. did we talk about, dude. Okay, well let, let's fast forward to like present day. Okay, all right. So I've worked with this company for about two years. You know, Mark Thomas is an incredible guy, brilliant dude, um, and I've worked with him. So I was I was you know we all get in these relationships where um, we're not our healthiest, but we want to be in a relationship. <laughs> yeah. And because we're not our healthiest, we can't really focus and balance. And because we can't focus and balance, we don't see the, the opportunities that we have in front of us, right? Um, and so Mark was like, you know, had this great idea and he wanted me to like come on board and help him with the tech company. Well, I was in a relationship, so I had stuff to do, you know? <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I had, a, I had to go on dinner, I had a dinner dates and stuff like that, you know? And so here I am investing my energy in, in this person that, that I cared about at the time that didn't necessarily work out, you know? Um, and and to be honest with you, that was probably like one of the worst breakups ever, but one of the best, best things that could have ever happened to me, you know? And I, and I explained it to, to like this, you know, God has a way of be like, dude, you're very distracted. I've been trying to get your attention for a long time. You keep trying to find Mrs. Wright, but that's not right now, you know? So what I'm gonna do, I'm just destroy everything that you think that you you have, and I'm gonna get your mind on the right thing, right? So in that moment, dude, everything blew up. COVID happened right around that time, you know? And that's when that's when I, I decided, you know, I was like, you know what? I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna make a vow. I'm going to, I'm going to focus on spirituality. I'm going to focus on self-development. I'm going to focus on me. I'm not going to like put myself in a position to blame anybody else for how I feel emotionally um, or, or what I don't accomplish. Like I'm going to be honest, totally honest with myself in these, in this moment, which was six months, eight months, like even present day, probably the best thing I could have done. Right. And so in that moment, like I'm, I'm focusing on, on, on proxy coach, working with Mark, I'm focused on, uh, on myself, focus on, on spirituality, 
focused on finances, focused on business, um, and then focused on just like, you know, the physical wasn't really a big thing at that moment because that was like something that, that was always my go-to, right? And so I wanted to focus on like meditation, you know, um, spirituality, and then um, finance. So those are three areas that I thought that were a little bit more important in the physical aspect. And so I, I spent a lot of time, you know, and just working on a lot of stuff. Dude, when, you, when you're by yourself and you're intentionally working on yourself, that is not a great moment because at that moment, you can't point a finger at anybody else. No one. Isn't that the worst yeah. part about it? <laughs> yeah. I feel that I, every day. I'm like, oh, that didn't get done. That's yeah. my fault. <laughs> like, anything, no one else. Yeah. Anything you screw up, it's on you. Especially once you claim it. When I want to publicly say I'm doing this to someone, it's like, there's literally only one option. It's me. Yeah, you got to take responsibility for everything. And and man, that was probably one of the best things I had done. And so we were working on this project. We're working on on, um, uh, funding it as well. We went live with it during during COVID season at Kennesaw State, which was awesome. Worked. um, It was amazing. Great response. And so I was building to buy into the company. So I had my whole charts, my plan of action, everything that I was that, that I was going to do, right? <laughs> right before I could execute, I got COVID. Oh, so I was man. like, <laughs> so dude, I'm laying in the bed thinking like any day could be my last breath. Here's the crazy thing about that. So I have asthma and I, I have a history of hot blood pressure. Everything that they said like, oh, if you have these, you could die, right? Yeah. <laughs> so... Here I am. I'm I'm mentally prepared myself. Like if this is my last breath that I take during this time, you know. Oh my like, gosh. Like like I I don't want my mom distressed about it. So I didn't tell any of my family. Like I got off social media and I I just went dark, you know, uh, for that moment. It was really dark. Ten ten to fourteen days. Um, I laid in the bed for probably like five of those fourteen days, like just immobilized, couldn't move, just body aching. Um, I had my medication from my, my doctor. I had my inhaler that I was using. I'll, like, dude, I have like a pharmacy in here of just vitamins and stuff for, for help. So I'm just taking everything, just try to like, like stay alive. Okay, so in this moment, I'm just like, I got nothing accomplished, nothing business-wise accomplished. Like I'm not seeing anybody, not making any money, you know, just, you know, and I don't want to stress anybody out, like my parents or anything like that. Um, and mentally, like I told my mom that she didn't think this was funny at all <laughs> because she called me months later and she was just like, I heard you have COVID. Are you in the hospital? She was like, are you okay? I was like, mom, that was like months ago, months That's ago. That's history, like, mom. Yeah. She was like, why didn't you tell me? I was like, mom, I was like, you know, rinse you on the first, you know, they, they sing you a, a notice out probably like on the, on the fifth or the 10th. I was like, they, they evict you. I was like, in, you know. And when they evict you, like on the 14th or 15th, then I'll say they'll find a body and you would have been notified. Yeah. <laughs> and she was eventually. like, that's not funny. <laughs> yeah. She was like, that's not funny. But I really didn't want to stress anybody out. I didn't want to stress her out because my mom has high blood pressure and she stresses like to like 110. And so I, I didn't want to stress anybody out. But I was I was mentally prepared. Like if that was like my last day on earth, I was like, this is it, you know? Um, and so... Dude, when I recovered, it was on a Monday. I, I remember it like it was yesterday. Um, Mark had called me and he was just like, 
dude, he was like, how are you? I was just like, good. I was physically good at the top. <laughs> um, Is that Mark Bush who called you? No, no, no. Mark Thomas. He's like Mark Thomas. Of, okay. Yeah. CEO of Proctor Coach. And he was just like, he was like me, me and Joe were, were, were talking about how much you've done for the company. He was just like, and we want to make you partner of the company. Cool. Dude, I, I'd written an entire chart <laughs> for like months strategizing to make this happen. Got COVID, nothing was happening. Dude, I felt like a failure at that moment. I was like, I'm not working. I'm not doing anything. And just on a, on a, on a, on a, on a regular Monday for him, it's a Monday. I'm like finally getting out of bed, you know, uh, and, and being able to get out of the house. Uh, and I got the call and it's just like, when you look at moments like that, right. And you look at like everything leading up to that moment, Dude, I could have been in a relationship that would would have like not been the best for me had it not ended, you know. I could have just like brushed that whole situation off, you know, move forward and it would probably it would have probably eventually been a catastrophe later in life, right? Yeah. Um but when I look at moments like that, it's so humbling because it's like sometimes the best decision may not look like the right decision because there's a lot of destruction and rearranging. No one likes demolition, you know? It's just like, they, they hate it. You know, the, the, the roads are blocked, streets are busy. But once that skyscraper is, is high and in the clouds, everybody's like, wow, that's amazing, you know? And so it's like, in life, it's the same thing. You know, everything was turned upside down, you know, my entire life. And I'm just like trying to figure things out. But showing that dedication to that company for over two years and, 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 and not really like, like not having a, a physical, uh, a financial investment, but putting all the energy in, in, into the individuals in that company and into that company and help getting that company like in different doors and avenues and to see that reward. Like I had no idea that was going to happen, you know? Um, and right after like, you know, the, the breakout, which was crazy, dude. That's that's a whole story in and of itself. Dude, I had to hire a freaking lawyer. Oh <laughs> my gosh, like, dude. Yeah, I was like, worse than a divorce. And, and so, so, so <laughs> that and then COVID, you know, everything's shutting down, you know, business-wise. And so here we are. Dude, like, I wasn't even, uh, I, I, like, here we are, fast forward, and it's just like, wow, in the, in the, in the middle of this pandemic, you know, I get this huge promotion, you know. Uh, which is amazing. And it, it's stuff like that just makes me so grateful, you know, just for life itself, you know, yeah, regardless of what you're going through, there's always going to be like, the, the sun's going to shine somewhere, you know? Um, and I think sometimes we live in, in that, those dark moments and we let that be a part of our life without realizing like we're, we're in a better season and just like learning from those moments and growing and developing from that too. You, first off, you're the easiest person to interview ever because uh, you just, I, I gave you like one little prompt and then you just laid it out there. And then you also reinterpreted it so people know how to apply it to their lives. So th thank you for that. Um, you're like, man, you're like when is this guy going to stop talking? No. <laughs> someone's, in the, someone's got this in their ears right now. They're like, I'm going to be late for work, but it's worth it. Yeah. Um, 
No, dude. Thank you. Thank you for sharing and for sharing your life. And I'm so inspired by it. And I've, I've thought about it a lot since, since you kind of shared a lot of that with me because it felt like time and again, you had an option to sit back. You kind of said this to sit back or to let life happen to you or play the victim or to say, yeah, this sucks, but I'm going to, I'm going to move forward and I'm going to make something out of it. And it, it just seems like there's some sort of tenacity or um, persistence in you that has brought you further and further along. And, and I remember you said to me, uh, that looking back, you wouldn't change anything. Yeah. And that blew my mind, dude. That is one of the craziest things I've ever heard. I'm not dramatizing that, that just like blew my mind. How, how, how do you get to that point for people who are listening, who are going through their own thing, who have faced big tragedy or loss or um, whatever it is in their own life, fear, sickness? How do you get to that point where you can look back and say, I, I wouldn't change anything? Dude, the, the reason why I say that is like I'm a firm believer that failure teaches you so much that success will never teach you, right? There's so many lessons to be learned and life is to be lived. No one's perfect, you know, but at the end of the day, you have to be able to learn those lessons. You know, you have to be able to look back and, and to see like the silver lining. You have to look at like the positive and not necessarily the negative. The ne negative is going to happen. You know? <laughs> like we're on this earth, you know, somebody's going to cut you off, you know, um, and you know, but who knows that delay of traffic could like keep you from a wreck. You, you never know. Um, and so when I look at, at, at everything that has happened, you know, and moving forward, looking backwards and moving forward and keep reflecting um, and to see like the mistakes I've made, you know, to own those mistakes you know, to grow and develop, you know, and that's a process in and of itself. Honestly, that is a process in and of itself. You got to be willing to do the work and it's hard work. It's not easy at all, you know, and a lot of people aren't willing to do that work. And so the sad story is all they have. It's just a sad story and people can show pity and they'll continue to tell that story forever. But I feel like God gives us like those, those life lessons and those stories to develop and grow us to the person that we should become, you know, you know, they, they, there's, there's this, this saying, and I never believed it. I didn't think it was real. Even when I was going through like the hardest thing, no one wants to bury their daughter, you know? Um, and so, you know, they said that God gives his hardest battles to, to his best soldiers. And I'm like, no, I, that, I'm not that guy, you know, like I didn't <laughs> yeah. ask for that, you know, someone I else, no someone person. else go. Yeah. yeah. I've not been working for this moment at all. You know, I was, I really wanted to have a good, easy life and, and, you know, you, you work, you do what's right and you're supposed to get rewarded. You know, that's, that's what people think. But in, in, at the end of the day, when I realize that other people are going through things, right things that are minor or even worse than what you've gone through, right? And a lot of times, the things that we go through in life, it may have an impact on us, but it also has a, can have a positive impact on other people. You know, sharing a story, how you over, over, overcame something. Now, a lot of people have stories of, 
of what they've went through and what someone's done to them and how it was negative, this, that, and the story. And there's always going to be somebody to be like, man, I'm with you, man, screw that person, this, that, and the third, right? But how many times do we have stories where we've overcome something, you know, and we can share with other people how we overcame it, you know, and like to, to add some light to other people's lives. So when I look at all these tragic situations or situations that I may have created that became tragic, you know, and I'm saying that because it's like, sometimes we have to take responsibility, you know, because everything's not happening to us. Sometimes we create it and cause it, you know? Um, And so with that, I've seen a lot of people be inspired to move forward based on what I've been through. And also I've seen some of my best friends that weren't necessarily believers, probably still aren't believers, but they're like, dude, you were so nice to everybody. Why did this bad thing happen to you? Why did your daughter pass away? I don't, that doesn't make sense. And then for them to be like, to see me like through my lowest moments, you know, drugs, alcohol, you know, trying to cope and deal with this situation. And then finally, finally realizing, man, I can't keep moving on, you know, like this. And then, and then here I am on the, on the other side, you know, where people didn't know the, 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 the dark side. And it's like, why is this guy so positive? Dude, I wasn't always positive. Yeah. But when you go through enough in life, you realize that, man, life is, is so fragile, you know? And at the end of the day, you got choices. You can be positive or you can be negative. You can be a part of the problem or you can be a part of the solution, you know? And I realized, I was like, I, I don't want to be a negative source, you know? I want to be a positive source and everything I went through have to happen, have to have happened for a reason. We hear that all the time. We don't necessarily believe it in the time because I didn't, you know, I'm just like, okay, everything, you know, that happens for a reason. Well, I'm the one in the moment, you know, dealing with it. Everybody else isn't like, no one likes it, but man, it's to understand that there are lessons in everything you can learn from every situation. Um, and until, until you understand that, you're just gonna have a story, a really sad story. But when you learn those lessons, you have a great life. You have an amazing life because now you have way more experience than the next person. And you can also help the person before they even get into that situation, you know? Because now you have, have that experience, but a lot of people don't look at it that way. Yeah, no, that's so true. It's just there's a power that people have, especially people who have walked through grief and trauma and depth or loss or whatever. There's a power that you have talking to somebody that, that others don't have, you know, and there, there's an empathy as a ability to have empathy for other people that takes sometimes walking through stuff like that. So I know that in my head, but here in your story is, is just a reminder of that fact um, and of the courage, the podcast about courage. I mean, it, that takes courage to walk through that and to come out the other side and say, no, it's, it's definitely Man, worth to, it. To, to, to go back, to, to share this, this short story, um, I take my hats off to nurses that work in the NICU, right? Um, and that's when like, you know, the, the average baby's born is like healthy, you know, but when that baby isn't born healthy, there's a special place in the hospital, you know, which is the NICU for, for which is the nursery uh, for those kids, right? 
and those kids are they like it's it's like life or death you know within the hour of the day you know it's just day by day and that's where my daughter was for probably about three months until she got released and then she lived to, to be 10 months old right and in that moment there's you know for being there every day you you start to see the patterns in, in the traditions when there was a sheet over the crib you knew that baby didn't make it you know and so like every moment walking into that hospital you were just praying and just you know the sheet wouldn't be over your kid's crib you know and you know you develop relationships with people because everybody's there like the parents are there you know they're there like sometimes all day sometimes you know every day of the week you know some of them couldn't handle it you know so they would never show up mm-hmm. you know um and, and it's it's a, it's a, it's not the greatest place to to be in and it's just like you know, there was this one guy you know we we became friends you know he had a daughter i had a daughter there and i showed up before he did and there was a curtain over the crib and dude my heart broke you know because it's like you're hoping like no kid dies you know you know and you're you like when when you think of a baby being born you just think of healthy babies you know right yeah it's like what are we going to name her what clothes are we going to give her you know the whole nine you think of this magical time but like there's a there's there's a there's a portion of people that don't have that you know they don't they don't get to like just go home and like it's a boy it's a girl you know you know, there, there, there's moments where you just like, oh man, the, 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 the beeper goes off and you're like, that can be the last breath, you know? And a lot of those kids with that was their, their, their first and last breath in the hospital. Um, so going through that, that, that moment and then you finally take your, that, that kid home, you know, and, and you're just pouring life into it. You know, it's like, it's a creation, you know, you're pouring life into it. It's, you know, it's, it, it's yours. You know, regardless, I'm the, I'm the kind of person like, you know, you, my, my leg could be broke. It's going to be better. You know, I mean? yeah, like, yeah. You know so, so like I'm talking to her like every day, you know, and, and, and telling her like, man, like, you know, one day we're going to we're going to laugh and joke about this, you know, because it's like in the circle of life, you know, the parents die before the kids, you know, the grandparents die, you know, be, be, be before the parents, you know, it's just the natural order of things, you know, you never be like, oh my kid not may not make it and so to 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 have that happen you know it gives you an appreciation of life and then it lets you know that everybody has a purpose you know every single purpose person on earth has a purpose um and i didn't understand that until after my daughter passed away you know and it was only 10 months of her being here on earth and it was, it, you know, like, dude, kid you not, like, one of the hardest things, hardest things I've ever dealt with. Um, and it's just like, in, in, in that moment, when you, when you lose somebody, you know, that, that's your entire world, you know? And, like, you, you, don't, like, you don't know how to move on or move past that there's no book on that you know dude i was like sick for 30 days couldn't keep food down you know um and then i, I couldn't even stay in the house i i like took a took a job like out of the state and just travel you know um 
just like, you know, just wasn't in a good place. And, and, you know, it's like even got to the point of just like, you know, I didn't even think it was worth living. And six years later, I was, I remember running, I was doing cardio. I, I, I think I told you the story. It's like, I would always tell myself, it's like, you know, God, if you, if you wouldn't have taken her, like life would have been better, you know? And it was in that moment I realized that everybody has a purpose in life. Everybody has a purpose. And there's a lesson in everything. And it was like clear as day as God was like, dude, she was only here for 10 months. And you act like you can't live without her. You know, in that six years of me just like, you know, just not knowing what to do, people had been born into the world. People had died. People that I knew, you know, and I'm still moving forward. But I just couldn't shake that. She passed away. Um, and then he was just like, just like you can't live without her, there's give people a reason to live, you know, be a light, you know. And then I realized looking back, I was like, man, regardless of what condition she had, she had pulmonary hypertension, regardless of what condition she had and what that is, it's like, you know, the fluid de develops around the lungs. So they have to like pump that out frequently. And, and so um, regardless of what condition she had, like, I loved her, you know? So that was just learn how to love unconditionally in that moment, you know? You expected a healthy baby. This baby's not 110%, you know? Doesn't have, like, chances of living, but she's surviving, and it's just like, man, you just love that little package with all your being, all your soul. So unconditional love, you know? And it was, she was such a happy baby, regardless of her condition, she would smile all the time, you know? And so to, to, to see that kid come into the world and make a huge impact on my life, which essentially changed my life, you know, I would not be the person I am today had she not come into the world. You know, I, I don't think I would be a positive person. I don't think that I would be nice to people, you know, like, you know, I, I wasn't the greatest person before she came into the world and then she passed away. And I never realized this, but, you know, like everybody would, you know, have all these reasons why she may have passed. And it was just like, she had done her job. She was, she was like tired, ready to go. You know, that short, that short span, she was gone 10 months. It took me, it took me six years to realize like, you know, she had fulfilled her purpose. Yeah, And so we are still on earth in 10 months. She did way more work than most people do in a lifetime. Dude, everybody talked about that little girl. She was so happy. She was this, it, this girl is like, she's on a breathing machine. She's the NG tube. She's the heart monitor on. Dude, I got all these bags on me, you know, it, like freaking life support and a carrier. Like everybody talked about how happy she was. She didn't cry this, that, and that third. The impact she had on like friends, family, and all of that, it was amazing. And to, 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 to see that in a life and see that life goes away, it's just like, you know, at that moment, I was just like, man, if I didn't care and love her, man, what if, what if, what if I was unhappy with her condition and she passed away? Dude, I would have so much regret. Yeah. You know, what if I didn't love her because she wasn't like, quote unquote, a healthy baby, you know? I would have so much regret. And it's just like, when you look at how fragile life is, your impression, like, you know, meeting somebody for the first or last time, that's it. That's all you have, you know? So I learned a lot in that moment. And so it's just like, 
we we have to understand that like yeah there's things that happen to everybody but what what is the lesson what did you learn from that moment whether it was a tragic moment or a moment of sorrow even something negative happened to you that you have to deal with on your own how can you help the next person go, deal with that or get through it you know and, but we never look at that. We look at ourselves as the victim. This happened to me. Woe is me. You know, and I did that for six years. The bottle didn't give me any answers whatsoever, you know, but it was like in that moment, it was like me running and it was just like, dude, like she was here for 10 months. You act like you can't live without her, you know, it's like give people a re reason to live. Dude, that transformed my, my life from that day forward, you know, because yeah. I was like, man, she was here for like a short period of time. There's people I've known for years that have passed, you know, and didn't make that great of an impact on my life, you know? And I was just like, man, like whether I meet someone in the grocery store, whether they're a janitor, whether they're uh, a judge, whether they're a police officer, no matter who they are, you know, the, the highest position or the lowest position, I'm gonna treat everybody the same and treat them with the utmost respect, you know? Because it's like, you never know the kindness that you can give to one human being that would give them enough energy to, to, to move forward. You know, you never know what anybody's dealing with. That right. was a lot, man. But uh, right. I just, I felt like I needed to tell you, say that. No, th that's, man, it's beautiful. It's beautiful the way that, that you've come to process that grief and your daughter's loss. And I, yeah, I can't imagine the depth that that takes you to in the places. And I hear you talking about it, but even just for us to hear it for me and whoever's listening, just to hear it is so different than walking through it. So thanks for, thanks for sharing that. And, um, and yeah, showing what it means to be courageous in the midst of loss and tragedy and your own personal failures. And man, some of the hardest stuff that life can throw at you to stand up and say, I want to help other people with that is crazy to me. And it's so inspiring. So, Thanks for doing that, dude. I would, I would sit here and talk with you for the next eight hours. I, I would, and I would love it. I, would, I love it. I love our time together. Um, but we got to bring this thing to a close someday. So, um, <laughs> no, Phil, thank you for, thank you for sharing. Thank you for being here. If people want to come find you on the internet, where do they find you? Uh, I'm glad you said the internet. When you said, come find me, I was like, oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so on the internet, uh, my Instagram handle is probably the best way to, to, to find me is philipblow underscore Pro, and that's philip with two L's. And if they follow you every day, they're going to feel um... – a little bit less, just like I do when I just see your photos of your arms. And I think, yeah, no, not today. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're going to get a positive message. I can guarantee you do get it. Yes. As, yeah. As long as there's breath in my body, there's going to be a positive message that goes out uh, every day, man. I, yeah. I have made that my life to, to make sure that I put some positive energy into the world, you know, after, loss and dealing with everything that I've dealt with. I was just like, you know what? I'm going to shed light into the world every day of my life. So that's one of my uh, contributions on social media. Yeah. You know? Well, you're doing it. Uh, you're totally doing yeah. it. You're totally doing it. I, I appreciate, I appreciate it. that. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Phil, thanks for being here on Burn the Ships. Thank you so much for having me, man. 
Hey, real quick before you go, if you enjoyed this interview, if you want more of these to happen, make sure to share this with your friends. Let them know what's going on over here at Burn the Ships. We want to grow, and the only way to get there is with your help. We'll be back next month with another interview that you do not want to miss.